This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, y'all. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of The Scroll Down. I'm Nicole Thurman. Here with me, as always, is Marcella Arguello. Girl, what's up? How you doing? Girl, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I am just enjoying this rainy day. I stayed up kind of late last night, so I slept really late this afternoon. And I've just been a big lazy bum today and it's kind of nice i love fall and i love mm-hmm. like my my birthday's coming up on halloween if anybody Ooh, wants to get me anything spooky bitch. So you guys know yeah she i'm a spooky bitch spooky pussy i got spooky pussy and i love uh fall weather so i've just been like really enjoying being like a bum and feeling like it's the fall wearing a beanie <laughs> that's funny i'm the opposite i went to bed at 7 30 last night Whoa. and i had a long weekend i was traveling so i was mm-hmm. like i am freaking exhausted and i slept for a very long time i woke up very early had a very productive day but i will say the rain really like hinders you being like motivated because i like i was slow to start and then by the time yeah. i started i was like overwhelmed and i was like yeah i don't like this feeling i was like i wish I, you look very cozy right now i wish you guys could see nicole she's yeah. like a little beanie and her little what is that my a cape shawl. A I my grandma's shawl, 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 shawl on okay. <laughs> It's very cute. I like yeah, it a lot. It's very, very cozy. I literally was like sitting in the dark until about 10 minutes ago. And so then I was like, oh, let me stand up and go record this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those days. But uh, it's, it's nice. It's, it's been it's nice to embrace that. So wait, you were ta- you posted a tweet today, I think, of uh, talking about uh, never tell the audience you're more fun when you're drunk because then they'll challenge oh you God. and you'll take them up on it. Dude. Does this re- when did this Fort- happen? Shout out to Fort Collins. I had a very fun time in Fort Collins, Colorado. First of all, I <laughs> Friday was a wild night. The second first show was like perfect audience type shit. They laugh at the jokes. I do a little crowd work. They loved that. I was like riffing, just having fun. It was perfect. The second show, they didn't like material. So I was like, let me go into crowd work mode. I go into crowd work mode, bitch. There is a couple in the front row. The girl is a 21-year-old student. The guy is a 25-year-old therapist. It's their second Uh date. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, no. That is inappropriate. I'm like telling her, like, get the fuck out of there. And then I like move on because she's she's uncomfortable. She says it. Yeah. I go around, I start like fucking with the other couples. And every time like a woman or a guy said something kind of talking shit, I always go back to that 21 year old girl. And I'd be like, see, this is what you don't want. He fucking will play Jedi mind tricks on you. Right. I keep doing that. And then around like 35 minutes into the show, there's like this drunk girl and she said something. And I'm like, what did you say? And she's like, I went out with the therapist once. <laughs> I invite her on stage. I like dropped my mic, invite her on stage and she just, this dude won't even look her in the eye. It was so fucking funny. It was Wait, so. Wait, she went out with that exact therapist? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And she, I was like, well, how'd you guys meet? And they met in the same way because I had asked that girl, Hinge. Uh-huh. And then she said, we met on Hinge. And the crowd was like, ugh. And then I was like, okay, you went on one date. Where did you go? She was like, here. He brought me here to the comedy fort. And then the crowd oh. was like, oh my. And I was like, see, girl. This guy is full of shit, and I get it. Like, there's not a lot to do in Fort Collins, but, like, bro, don't sit in the front fucking row of a comedy show that you bring bitches to. What is wrong with you, dog? No. Um, oh, my God. That's it was so also, wild. like, what a nightmare second date now because they just got ro- their asses roasted, and then the other girl was there, too. Like, it was great. <laughs> it was beautiful. It's like co- the comedy gods were watching over me that night. And then really so, were. yeah, so then I um, drove back to the condo and I found this like sweet parking spot. Bitch, mm. in the morning, there's a sign on my fucking car. I parked in someone's driveway. It was just so dark. I didn't even notice. <laughs> and then the, and I was like, oh, my God, a fucking blessing. Also from the comedy gods of like letting me not get my fucking rental towed. And then right. the next day, the next day, I was like exhausted because we had such a, we went out dancing. It was at Sandy and Rosie. Shout out to them. The fucking groupies. Marcella's mm-hmm. groupies were out there with me. They surprised me too. They like a couple days before they joined me. Okay. And then Saturday, I said at first show, cause I was like, I'm not going to drink. I have to leave early in the morning. I was like, oh, I'll go slow. And then I was on stage and I was like, fuck, I should have had a drink. I'm just funner when I drink. And I was, but I was drinking something. And then. Yeah. Here come the shots. Here come the drinks from the... And I was like, oh, my God. And then sure enough, I fucking got loosey-goosey. Had a way better second half. I was so mad because I was right. I'm just funner when I'm drunk. And I hate it, but it's true. 
Oh yeah. And um yeah, it was just a wild it was a wild weekend of shows and they were every single show was really fun. There was no bad show, which is super rare, you know. Hell yeah. Some of the best improv sets I had was when I was drinking. Like we'd take a couple shots and go back on stage. It was fun. It's like it's it, you fun. can't get really loose. And yeah, it's not as like you just don't give a fuck. You're just having fun with the audience. I mean, you can always have fun with them, but when you're drunk, it's a little bit more fun. <laughs> I hate that too. That's why so many comics have drinking problems. Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. And plus I feel like sometimes I, I notice more now when the audience thinks I'm like, all right. I used mm. to never notice it. I would just be like, whatever. But it's like, now I'm like, am I not funny tonight? And then I'm like, wait, I'm just thinking too much because I'm not drinking. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing, you know, it's very like, easy. the, the, the mm. drinking in, inhibits you. Inhibits mm-hmm. you? Is that the right no, word? No, it like, gets rid of your inhibitions. It gets rid of your inhibitions. It, yeah. it, it, it inhibits you. <laughs> yeah, it inhibits. You get, a lot, you get very more inhibited. I'm more inhibited when I drink. Give me some shots. I want to be inhibited <laughs> tonight. Hibbity dibbity, let's get on stage. <laughs> Damn, are you drunk right now? You're I'm drunk. I'm just drunk off of sleeping too much and wearing a beanie and a shawl. Uh, you know, but like, sometimes you, you just you get lit. You drunk off them spooky vibes? You drunk off fall right now? I'm drunk Damn. off of fall. Drunk girl thought him. That's what somebody said thought him, and I liked that. I was like, that's, cute. that's cool. It was that's a candle, I, I think. It. And I was like, I don't know where that came from, but I'm going to steal it. What'd you do this weekend? <laughs> I saw some friends, I think. I worked out. I've been fucking... Just being such a bum. I've, you know, I've been back for like a few weeks in LA, but I've just been being really lazy and like. Yeah, not but you doing work much. so much nonstop that like I think that's, that's what why. you deserve. I think, yeah. Yeah. I feel like when I'm not, yeah, it's either like working 24 seven or not. And when I'm not, I just kind of really embrace that. Tomorrow I'm actually shooting a, an episode of Black Lady Sketch Show, which should be fun. Ooh, so that's, that's like, because so cool. I've barely been, I mean, I've done a couple little gigs since I've been back, but that'll be a fun that's kind of like fun. return. To being that's on gotta camera. be. Have you you've done that before, right? Black Lives yeah, I was on the first season. Yeah, yeah. That's gotta be a yeah. fun set to be on. It is. It, it's a, it's a fun set to be on, and then it's just also just so fucking cool because it's all black women. Like right. it's not. It's like there's barely any men on the sh- on that show, and they're I think they're mostly black if they are on that show. It's a, they've done a really amazing job of just like you know dominating like all black women just doing their thing the whole you know obviously the whole makeup and hair and like costumes and the director is black woman i mean when i was on it i think she's still i think she's still directing this season but yeah the whole all the whole writing staff all of them it's just it's really fun and it's one of those yeah it's one of those like you everybody's just fucking killing it and it'll be a fun sketch i mean i barely do anything in it so i just get to kind of chill get my makeup done and be on set it'll be fun so yeah. You're going to get a lot of selfies in, right? Get a lot of selfies. Exactly. Got to have something to post on the gram. Yeah, if, if it's not on the gram, did it fucking happen? I don't think so. No, it did not. I'm excited for Halloween. Halloween is this weekend. Are you dressing up? What's the plan? I don't know. Again, it's my birthday. And I, some, last year it was such a shitty fucking birthday. So yeah. this year I'm like, what do I do? Do I want to plan anything? Sometimes it's more fun when I don't plan anything. And then I randomly end up dressing up and out. Like, mm. I'm kind of hoping that's what will happen. I, I love to like do, again, spooky makeup where I'll just make myself look dead, put a little fake blood on and be like, this is a costume. <laughs> I don't know right. what it is, but it's a costume. Right, right, right. Um, um, so I'll probably end up doing something like that and like going to a party. I love Halloween. It's like, oh, that's I cool. can't ever tell if I love it because it's my birthday or just in general, but I think it's just in general. I've always been kind of like a little bit goth minded. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I love that. Like I love Tim Burton movies, even though he doesn't love black people. I love Tim Burton. <laughs> I love that. Kind so what of your white side loves Tim Burton. My white side, my white side. She break through a lot. She do. She do. <laughs> um, and she loved Tim Burton. And it's like, I just love that aesthetic. And so I love and I love, I don't know, Halloween, okay, it's like Halloween and like fall are similar to how spring is, where it just feels like those seasons feel like such a shift and like a new time. Mm-hmm. Totally. Especially like when you grow up places where there are seasons, fall right. and spring were always the most like, okay, this is a new time. Mm-hmm. And so I love it. I kind of fucking hate the like Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day trifecta. Mm, so mm, mm. this is like the last time <laughs> I'm happy during the year. And then I get out and then I'm like, oh, fuck all these holidays. Spooky, <laughs> what are you doing for Halloween? Do you have plans? My sister throws a Halloween party every year. She usually tries to move it. So if I'm not out of town on that date. And so I made her move it this year, which I'm excited. Shout out to Anna. I'm just excited because we love Halloween in my family. Like I was raised on like loving Halloween. Just actually, and I've talked about this on set, but my parents let us call in sick to school the next day after Halloween. They like just like let us trick or treat for hours and hours and stay up super late when we were little. It was fucking awesome. That and I think awesome. and also encourage all parents to do that if you're listening and you're a parent. Like fucking yeah. encourage it because remember, 
The schools get money when your kid has perfect attendance, not your kid, you know? Like, they get a mm. fucking pencil if they're lucky. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, do your thing uh, and let them call in. Let them live. This year, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be Beetlejuice, and I'm very <gasps> excited. Like, like nice. I, that's one of the characters I've always wanted to be. I just didn't always have, like, the time to, like, put, you know, thought and effort into it. So, I'm and not, like, sexy Beetlejuice. No, no. I'm not doing the girl no. costume from Spirit Halloween. I'm getting, like, the Beetlejuice costume. I got the Beetlejuice costume. I got the makeup. I bought moss. I'm going to, like, do a whole... It's going to be... It's going to be spooky. Awesome. I know. Oh, yeah. Too I know. Much. that. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, it's just funny because I'm, like... There's, like, three characters I really always wanted to be. Beetlejuice is one. The other one is um, Dr. Frankenfurter. I'm trying to remember who the third one is. Is that but, from yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, Dr. Frankenfurter? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. I really okay. want to do that. Yeah. Um, one year I'll do that. When I'm, I think when I'm fit, I'll do that because that motherfucker's basically naked in yeah, a costume. Yeah. If I'm gonna be out there in booty shorts, I wanna be, I wanna be out there in booty yeah. shorts. You know what I'm saying? I know. I'm like, we just spent a fucking episode talking about this, so do not send a message. No, to her. no. she doesn't don't. need that. I don't, I don't need it. I don't care. Also, shut up. You don't know my body. Shut up. Um, so shall we scroll it down? Let's scroll it ready? down, girl. Okay, let's do it. On the main character. Who's main character. You're trending. Main character. The main character this week, which was been this story has been shared by basically everybody. We've seen it, it's splashed everywhere. Um, is Alec fucking Baldwin killing a woman on set? Cinematographer Helena Hutchins um was the DP of the movie that he was filming, Russ, which he's also an EP for. And it's it's a really fucking sad story. He shot a quote-unquote prop gun, practicing doing something with the holster. He shoots it towards the camera, and he kills her. He shot his director as well, and he survived. But it's a really sad story, and every day there are new details coming out, and it's fucking unreal. Like, Mm -hmm. it was, it's a fucking mess. It's a huge mess. Like, the crew members um, described the conditions unsafe, and they had, like, they were about to do a walkout. There was this whole, yeah. or they did you, do it, and somebody can't, and they brought some non-union people in. Like, it's yeah. a fucking mess. Text exchanges yep. were had about how the conditions were unsafe, and yeah, it's it's all bad. Yeah, that uh, you had sent me something for, that was uh, the text from a member of the oh, yes. camera mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they said that they the, the entire camera crew had walked off that morning for yes. that exact reason. Uh, it was unsafe. Um, they wrote their resignation later, letters. They cited everything from lack of payment for three weeks, taking their hotels away despite asking them to asking for the hotels in their deals, lack of COVID safety, um, poor gun safety, obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> poor onset safety. Period. Um, we they worried about that exact issue mm-hmm. and they walked off that morning because of it. I mean, it's just like, and they had also brought on. Um, four non-union crew members to replace the union crew members who mm-hmm. left uh, mm-hmm. the the set because they were just like we just want to keep going. It was, it, and what's funny about it is, is like all you know, all of this striking news, all of the things that have been going on. It's like this is what they're talking about is like not yeah. respecting the crew members, the union crew members, and taking care of them, and then and t- because and taking them thought, serious mm-hmm, and yeah, taking them seriously. People, yeah, because these people are experts at what they do. And they are not being respected. Like, like you know, it's it's like when people try to speak on behalf of something that they read a one book on. Yeah, and like, yeah. I think we got it. Yeah. And actually, an, an article an article came out on Monday with this gentleman named Neil Zoromsky, who uh is a veteran prop master, and he basically did this interview with the with the Times, saying that he through his interview process he saw all these red flags. Like what they were, what they were telling him when he was asking questions and the responses he was getting. When he turned the the gig down, he had a fucking sinking feeling in his stomach. Which you know how that is. Like you kind of can't describe it. You don't know, and you're worried, and you just had a bad feeling. And yeah. So Zerinsky also said that he just said there were massive red flags. And um, oh, the gun that killed her last Thursday was used by crew members that morning for live ammunition target practices, an insider says. Yeah, dude, this story, it's like every day, it's something crazier and crazier coming out. It's really fucked up. And it yeah. goes back to exactly what we've already talked about, you know, with like the IATSE and like how seriously we need to respect them and how much we need to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also like, man... I just don't get how someone in his position would 
because it's not just Alec Baldwin, he's also the EP, he's the executive producer on this film, you would think that him with the history that he has in working in, in movies and television, that he would fucking take this shit more serious than anybody. But yeah. like, it's and it's crazy to think that they were trying to cut corners and be cheap on right. this fucking movie. Like, yo, there's so much to be taken care of. And it's so frustrating because it's like, yo, if you can't afford to make the movie, don't fucking make the movie. That's like, what it is. It's like, if you can't afford that shit, don't do it. And I, I don't understand why they, so why were there live rounds in it? They were doing exactly. live round target practice for what? With the same guns that they were then using to fake shoot people? Like, that's just crazy to me. But that's what I'm saying. It's like now it, it, it everything that's being, all, all the things that are being said are making sense because if mm-hmm. the crew that said it was dangerous on set mm. walked out in the morning that means these fucking assholes who stuck around who thought like oh this is fine was like you know what this is so fine well, let's shoot these fucking guns and then like the right. girl the young woman who was hired to be the armorer which i guess is the person that's in charge of the guns and how they're handled and you know checking them out and all this shit she was mm. 24 years old she's basically gone like mia on social media because i mean it it is her responsibility. Yeah. And um, people are like basically arguing that she was incredibly inexperienced. She's only had like two of these jobs before. And yeah. uh, it, it's just, it's just a wild story. And I fucking, my heart breaks for Helena because she has a nine-year-old son. She has a husband. She also had yeah. a fucking incredible career ahead of her. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. It's really disturbing. And it's it's heartbreaking for everyone involved. It's one of those things where it's like people can be cutting corners left and right all the time. People can be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. We don't need to double check it. Every, you know, that thing of where you're like, oh, we always double check it. We're fine. It's fine. Right. You don't think anything of it. And a lot of times it's going to be totally fine. But then there's that one out of a million chance that it's going to happen. And it, it, it's just a terrifying story. It's like you shouldn't have to go to work on a set and not come home because right. of a gun getting shot. I mean, it's right. just like the most disturbing story. And it's like, I wonder what's going to happen. Like, who's going to, I mean, is Alec Baldwin going to go to jail? It sounds like maybe no, but even with an accidental death, he killed her, you know? Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, yeah, no charges have been filed as of uh, this, uh, as of today that yeah. I'm aware of. And um, I agree that it's like, who, who takes responsibility for this? You know, yeah. like what, what, what does this mean for projects going forward that have guns and i mean is the last time this happened brandon lee like yeah. i don't yeah right so it's yeah. been since the 90s 93 or 96 i believe mm-hmm. and um it's just it is shocking sorry guys mm-hmm. this isn't funny but like i guess the message here is like fucking respect people who are incredible at their jobs respect yeah. people listen to people when people raise their concerns listen to them yeah like there there's so many situations and not just in Hollywood, just in general in every workplace where it's like yeah. shit gets overlooked and it shouldn't. And somebody raises concerns and then they look like a dick because they right. raise concerns. It's like, right. can we have a conversation? Like, mm-hmm. why is it so bad to just have a conversation about stuff and discuss things and you know, mm. prioritize human beings. And mm. it's just sad. It's just fucking sad. It is sad. sad. And it is one of those situations where it's like, you might be like, oh, boo-hoo, they're asking for these kinds of accommodations or boo-hoo, they wanted this right. time off or whatever that they want. And you, and they're little things, but they always add up and they're representative of the production as a whole, not caring mm-hmm. about their people. And obviously mm-hmm. this production was not caring about their people enough to do these safety checks, enough to pay attention to what was being put into these fucking real weapons. I mean... I mean, people keep saying the same thing, but it is truly like, why are we using real weapons? I was watching this movie, The Harder They Fall. Um, It's going to come out on Netflix and it's so good. But there was so, there's so much shooting in it. This is before the Alec Baldwin situation. I was watching the movie and I was like, this is actually crazy to think about how much shooting they're doing. And it's another Western in the middle of New Mexico. They shot it. Same story. And it is crazy to see them shooting these real ass guns. It's like if we're I don't know if so many people are so anti-gun, we should figure out a way to not have that many guns on a fucking set. And like if they're going to be on set, they need to be fake. They need to be CGI. It needs to be very obvious. It shouldn't have to be where you're like, oh, this gun is fake, but it could be real if you put a real bullet in it. That's crazy. Yeah, that's the fact that we have so much technology that makes like they fucking make movies that make people look old that like create real life looking ghosts and then you're telling me that they can't fucking accommodate a a bullet right like it makes no sense 
It makes no sense. So, <laughs> y'all, we got to do better. <laughs> but it is true. I mean, it's, it's it's a really sad story. And I, 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 you know, obviously my hair goes out to everybody. I, what happened to the director was also shot, too. Was that the other person that was shot? Mm-hmm, yeah. Is he the still director. in the hospital or is he out now? You know, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's that thing that. where it's like, he's alive. He's alive. Yeah. And that yeah. is like end of that sentence because it's yeah. like, Jesus. Like, I, that's what always makes me like so sad. Yeah. When it's like there's a tragic accident and like, yeah, you don't focus on the person who survived, but also you shouldn't because it's no. like, fuck, they're going to get to do what they, they want to do around. Yeah. And, and hopefully they're not traumatized by this, but they probably will be. Yeah. Um, and who knows how much responsibility fell on on his shoulders. But, yeah. you know, I think that the the more time passes, which has already been true, the more time passes, the more information we're going to get. And like the information that keeps getting released is so fucking crazy. Right. It's crazy. It's like worse and worse. Right. I think that's that's so ominous, too, that that one guy was like, I had a bad feeling about it. I just didn't want to do it because I could just tell. I read recently that they're just like pausing production. I'm like, bitch, cancel the movie. That movie's over. Nobody wants to see that fucking movie. (laughs) And like, what are you going to do? Finish the movie and then dedicate it to her? I don't think... That's the way to go, right? No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm also just kind of cracking up because like when the when the story was when the story dropped, um, I was like, oh, my God, Alec Baldwin, like, oh, there's no way this is his fault. It was an accident, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I feel so bad for him. This is so traumatic. And then, like, the more I read and the more I was, like, getting the every literally every day more information came out. I was like, yo, fuck Alec Baldwin. Like, mm-hmm. he really allowed this nonsense to unfold. I always think about how the biggest star on the set has the most power, you know, and in the sense of, like, mm-hmm. he could easily go, like, we're not doing this, you know? Like, we're not going to do this. This feels yeah. unsafe. Or I don't feel comfortable doing this. And you can change so, yeah. you can change dialogue. You can change everything. You can... I mean, you know, you hear all those horror stories of actors that, like, shut a set down because their fucking hair and makeup team wasn't there. But it's also, like, fucking who cares? If Like, this is, like, stupid-ass movies and television. Like, let them mm-hmm. have fun. Let them get what they want. And this is one of those things where it's, like, this motherfucker really let shit unfold like this because he right. had... Not just power as a star, but power as an EP. So it's just fucking crazy. It's almost like the, when the story first came out, I didn't even process it because it was Alec Baldwin, too, because I just feel like he just seems like, I don't know, kind of the worst. His wife yeah. is the worst. It's been like a right. weird joke almost about how obnoxious they both are and right. you know, lying wife or whatever. And so I was like not even processing it. But yeah, the more it, things unfold and the more stuff comes out, you're like, damn, like, they're just also uncaring and like not yeah. worried about anyone else, but just the you know process without as cheap as we can do it, as easy as we can do it, not listening to the crew members and just hiring new crew members. It's just like, yeah, you obviously didn't give a fuck. So yeah, he didn't give a fuck. We'll be so, following this story. We will be following this story. We'll give you any updates. I'm sure you guys are reading about it online, but we just did, we wanted to talk about it because this is our industry and we've talked about the IATSC recently, a couple yeah. episodes, and the shit, it matters and it's important. And I can't um, imagine having to to have gone to another set like if you were if you were working on a movie you know the same day when that happened or the next day after that happened like that's got to be terrifying because it's like we really you know you're they're really even just sword fighting anything it's like people are putting themselves in danger all the time on these sets but it's like now you see that people could easily die just like that just like that it's that simple it's that simple you know it's also funny thinking like how often he made fun of trump for being so careless and it's like bro now you're doing the same thing you think you're not but it's the same exact fucking thing i'm really so anti-gun too i just it's just i can't i I don't know i mean i I know that you i know they need them in movies i mean i i I guess they need them they're they're gonna use them in movies they're going to use them right but the the real gun thing i'll never get over because i'm like why the fuck would that thing actually be able to shoot (laughs) it's also just funny they like make fake ice that doesn't melt they make fake uh like glass that you smash over someone's head and it just it doesn't hurt you know like they they make so much shit that looks so real like they've spent years perfecting like all this like silly shit that you don't you know think that they need to make but it's like you have to make because you have to shoot it over and over again you're not going to do the real thing and they really you're telling me you guys haven't figured out guns i mean it makes no sense i saw this video of somebody posted it was like will smith it was just a random video of him looking at the weapons on a movie he was working on and this guy picks up the gun points it right at will smith not like aiming it but just like recklessly carrying this gun aiming it at will smith and will smith just like smacks it like to the side and then he looks at the camera and he goes poor gun safety and it's just like 
seeing that, you know, in that in that video, they were just, you know, not it wasn't even about that. They were just like the guy was just being careless. And it's like, right. I'm sure that happens so often. And now it's when you much. know that how real those weapons are, yeah, it's too much. And then to understand that the people whose jobs they are, if they're walking off set, you don't want to be on that set. I mean, right. I don't know what it's weird, though, because it is like, what do you do? How do you how do you make change? They walked off set. They did what they could. But then it's like producers, EPs, like you said, but you know what? all those people don't care. But shout out to them. But shout out yeah. to them for t- fucking doing it because Absolutely. they they know they're not responsible for her death. They know they that know. they are not responsible for her death. Like, and they, I'm not to say they have a clear conscience. I'm sure they're they're still they're still torn apart by it because they probably adored her. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least at the very least respected her and at the very least were just like she's a human being who's alive you know like easy. right <laughs> it's not that hard easy to care no not that hard yeah <laughs> it's not that hard to care but shout out to warning labels so warning you might fall in love with nicole thurman and marcella arguello by listening to this podcast hey um, two, one right. or more people have done it in the past so you never know could happen again okay all right and with that we'll take a quick break Okay, and our next segment, we're going to our internet crushes. Oh, yes. Oh, baby. Ooh, I got a crush on the internet. Mm. (gasps) Okay, girl. This week, this week, this week, we have an internet crush that I submitted, okay? Because I remember, whatever, last week or two weeks ago, this bitch Nicole was like, you you mm-hmm. don't have no meow, meow, meow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bitch. Well, yeah, That's well, what I said. Like, Here's my nya okay? Okay. Riz Ahmed on the cover of Variety. I know you saw it because when I, <laughs> her tongue just popped out when I said I love him so much. <laughs> when, uh, and he posted uh, on Instagram his the cover of Variety and another, like a, one of the inside pictures. And he looks so fucking hot. And when I went to like it, I was like, the only other person I saw that liked it was Nicole motherfucking Thurman. Look at her. She's eating the picture. You guys can't see it. He's so hot. He is so hot. He, okay. So I have this thing. Okay, follow, follow me here. It's going to take a I'm minute. Here, I'm but no, you. I was watching. So I, like, I don't necessarily know if I want to have kids. I know this sounds crazy, but watch, we're getting there. I don't know if I want to have kids, but I will see a cute baby. I'm like, yeah, that's a cute baby. Like it. That baby's cool. But like, okay, bye, bye, bye. Go away, baby. Right. But like when I watched The Mandalorian, I like something in my body was like, overwhelmed by baby Yoda in a way that was like, I don't want to have kids, but I want to have a baby Yoda. Like I want to birth a baby Yoda kind of feeling. Wow. (laughs) I didn't expect it because I had seen him. I had seen baby Yoda before, but like in the Mandalorian, when I was watching it, I would like go, Oh my God. Like every time I saw baby Yoda. Okay. So here's how I'm connecting it to the internet. Okay. I'm waiting. I'm waiting, bitch. The reason this relates to the internet crush is that there is something about Riz Ahmed that doesn't just make me, like, horny. It makes me, like, I don't even know. It, like, activates something within me, like a primal need to, like, to, like, just look at him and maybe grab him and, like, be near him, even though I know he's married. And when I found out he was married, I was actually legitimately sad because that's how much I I love Riz Ahmed. We got there. You see what I did? (laughs) I mean, you definitely did something. That's for sure. Something happened. We don't know what, but we we think it might have been a little disturbing. Possibly I need a little bit of help, but I go to therapy, so I'm good. (laughs) But there's something about, I mean, his face is just perfect. And when he looks at the camera, it's like he's looking through you. And so you're like, he's talking to just me right now. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, he's fine as hell. And he's got a beautiful wife. And there's video of him like fixing her hair on the red carpet. And I was like, this bitch, oh my gosh, she's so lucky. And she knows it she knows it oh she i mean but i love that wait didn't they meet at a coffee shop yes yeah, so a coffee shop Ugh. she's a right and she's a writer and she's yeah. super smart and that's also honestly that's also super attractive about him that he's with a woman who is beautiful yes but also super intelligent and successful and just like she seems super confident and, and comfortable her within herself like i like that i like couples like that too where you're like Yes, this man could have literally has probably walks down the street and pussy is being smacked in his face. Like he can't handle it. I'm sure there's women everywhere that just want to get with him, but he doesn't care because he has a wife and he loves her and she loves him and she doesn't seem bothered by it. You know, Oh, exactly. It's the best. That's I also just as equally it. sexy. So, yeah, that was a good that's a good Internet crush choice. How, how has he not been an Internet crush before? Because no, 
No. I love that. I mean, I love that man too, but like, I don't know. There was something about that variety cover, especially that mm-hmm. picture when the one that he posted. The variety cover is nice, but when you swipe and you see that little khaki, whatever the fuck he's wearing, oh my God. Girl, I saved it. Look at that. It's saved. It's in my spank bank. <laughs> I mean, he's so cute. I, yeah. When he, you know what it is that, that look he's giving? It's almost like, you know, when I, when you're out somewhere and you walk past and the guy is like checking you out, he's sitting by himself. He's like puts his newspaper down or whatever, his phone or his drink or whatever. He's just looking at you, like checking you out. He has no intention to flirt with you or hit, hit on you. He's just like yes. admiring you. That's how yes. he looks right then, that picture. Yes. Like he's just like a hot ass guy admiring you and he doesn't, it's not, don't, you don't feel the creepy vibes. You're just, they're like, wow, he just, I do look good. He is just checking yeah. me out. This is great. That's how that That's picture feels. That's all, that is like the sexiest thing when you know, they make you feel like you look good without saying or doing anything Mm -hmm. there's no like weird energy to it it's all confidence all swagger but then like no conversation and you're just like dang like and it also it also never lasts very long it's also like like it's because he's married and he's just admiring you right quick like that's Mm -hmm. it and it's nice because you don't get that i just like when you can tell it's not a creepy thing it's not just because you're attracted to him it's like sometimes men admire you whether you're attracted to them or not and sometimes they make it creepy and sometimes they are just fucking chill about it. And it's nice when you could tell it's just chill. I feel like it's like something chemical almost where it's like mm-hmm. when they don't show too much interest, but they show just enough to, for you mm-hmm. to know that you got it like mm-hmm. that. That feels really good. That's something you can think about all day. I can't. Sometimes I just can't fucking stand married men because I'm like, are you OK? Like, <laughs> I can tell you're not ever getting laid, but like, are you good? Because you just seem so like thirsty and weird and like your whole energy is just like aggressive. It's dudes it's way like i don't want you to be emotionally unavailable i want you to be confident and available if you are available but if you're not i want you to like it's like you the looks and just like the implications are sexier than being like hey girl yeah here's some hard eyes and a fire emoji you know i mean the other problem with a lot of married dudes is that because they're married they're just like oh this is innocent how i'm talking to you right now like and then but it's like it's innocent until it isn't like if a girl responds like you know and and she says yes like what are you gonna do with that information information that's yeah. the that's the problem is that yeah. they don't understand there are ways to compliment and flirt with women if you are spoken for um without being a fucking piece of shit and then there is the ways to do it where you're a piece of shit and it could go any way oh girl yeah. one time i fucked i fucked this guy we had you know, the vibes were good we fucked and um and i thought i knew him kind of well and then like weeks later my friend were at lunch and she's like yeah so blah blah blah's wife was telling me and i literally I was so thankful I had food in my mouth because I could just like just keep chewing and just focus on mm, this is such mm, a good sandwich corn yeah. <laughs> mm, uh-huh. mm. and I didn't know he was married I did not know this motherfucker was married and it was one of those things where I fucking like called him and be like you fucking piece of shit I had yeah. no idea and well, you didn't ask I was like I you shouldn't have ask. To ask that the line married. by omission I want to beat a bitch up when they do that it's just like how the fuck was I supposed to know you, you if you're not wearing a ring or you're not talking about your wife to me you're not married sorry yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to do also if you're hitting on me I'm assuming yeah you're not like of course. I, you know like I'm single I'm I'm down you know so it's just it's so fucking weird it's so gross Ugh, yeah gross. you don't have to like cut your dick off you can obviously still be a sexual being and like be attractive right. but like just be do it to a point because otherwise you're looking thirsty and we see that and it's too much Ugh. yeah <laughs> Yeah, Riz Ahmed, if you ever do get divorced, um, just so you know, <laughs> I am here we and you are here. my baby Yoda. <laughs> we here. We here. We out here. I want to see these other pictures, too, because I think I've only seen that one. <sighs> now I'm going to go look for more. Throw them in the bank. Oh, wait, I see more. Oh, my God. And a <laughs> turtleneck. Daddy. I love you. Oh, I already liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I must have already seen it. I just forgot because I probably blacked out when I saw it. No. <laughs> So oh, anyway, good for you, Riz. Good for his wife. Congrats to the family. <laughs> All right, our next topic on how did we get here? How did we get here? How did we? So, Nicole, we have stumbled upon this link from KJ Appa. He was on Instagram and he recorded himself, and he's basically taking the breast milk from the baby's bottle it's his child i'm assuming mm-hmm. and he's putting the milk into his coffee and he's like cheering the the camera like here cheers i'm drinking this and he yeah. drinks the coffee and everyone is losing their minds about it and i just want to say why the fuck would you use the food of a baby to lighten your coffee that bitch gets one thing to eat 
Mm-hmm. And you out here drinking it, and the bitch probably struggled to get it out. I mean, I'm assuming maybe that's a terrible assumption to make, but I just feel like pumping breast milk is a lot of work. And mm-hmm. it's like, why the fuck would your greedy ass, your rich ass, you got money. I know you got money. You you fucking are on TV and shit, mm-hmm. making music. You're out here using this baby's milk. The one photo item this baby gets. Right. Well, the wife commented on the post and said, happy to feed my family. So you never know. Maybe she liked feeding her little husband. They, can't, they got a little kink. When they fucking and sucking, you know he'd be drinking that breast milk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, breastfeeding porn is a thing. Yeah. I can. I it's I under men like sucking on titties. I get it. But the yeah. breast milk aspect of it is overwhelming to me because it's like <laughs> then you're conflating breastfeeding with sex and that's too mixed up. That's too mixed yeah. up. I don't that's, understand. Yeah. That part. Is that you, is that is it pedophilia, Nicole? Dude, I don't know. I, I, it's like, I don't want to kink shame. I want you to live your life, I guess. But like, is it? Pedophilia? I do. I want to. I do want to kink shame because that is weird. That was the weirdest that's one thing. of those. That's one of those kinks that you're just like, where, where it goes into like, you're eating poop and that gets you hard. There's that's wrong. Don't do that. That's dangerous. I don't. I get a. I, I do have a lot. Oh man, I think some people probably like eating ass and getting a little poop in their mouth too. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure some people would be like, "Ooh, that's tasty, extra." You know, a little extra something. So something. nasty. It's fucking a little disgusting. corn. Fucking a little, just like the like eating when I found out the dude was married. Just a little corn. Mm-hmm. Corn. Um. Mm. Uh, yeah. I. Okay. I have so many thoughts about <laughs> breastfeeding, and I'm scared to always share them because okay, the thing with breastfeeding, there's um, there's so many layers to it because. <sighs> I don't, I'm like you know scared funny? to say it. You know what's funny? Here's what we'll do, Nicole. We're going to have you give your opinion of whatever it is. And if it's so bad, we'll do a jump cut. And you'll just be like, and that's my opinion on breastfeeding. You can if beep it all out. You I just think have it, it would be funny. Give it and then we'll all okay. decide as a group. Shout out to Danielle Jones, Wesley and Stephanie Aguilar. Because sometimes as a crew of four women, we decide if something should be left in the pot or not. So, Nicole, Action. Okay, first of all, if I had a baby, oh my gosh, so I personally would And these are Nicole Thurman's thoughts on breastfeeding. I will I will neither agree nor disagree with you because I love when you go on a rant. I love it. Thank you. I, I encourage like it and I support it. I have these opinions. And this is why we, I mean, honestly, this is why we started the podcast because I think that either, either. I love this your is opinions. A, either this is a very fucked up opinion and, uh, and like maybe behind the times opinion. Maybe I'm getting fucking old and my birthday is coming this week and it's not going to be a, a young one. But it's like maybe this is a fucked up opinion or maybe this is an opinion that people have that they don't share or they don't talk about very often. And that's why I we started the podcast. I definitely think that breastfeeding is a complicated conversation for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think it's individual to individual. Like everyone has different perspectives on it. And shout out to, you know, women who breastfeed. And also just shout out to women who can't breastfeed. You don't even have that choice. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with you, bitch. Like everybody is different and every right. baby, they're different. Um, so yeah, it's we're, one of we, those things where women had been told for so long that that's like the only way to feed your kids. And right. You can't do it. You're a bad mother. So they yeah, always yeah, kind of yeah. hid that it was like hard to produce milk or hard yeah. to breastfeed or they didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah. yeah and many and then, low-wage women can't afford to breastfeed because they got to go to fucking work. They can't be at their kid's beck and call and feeding them every two hours or whatever Yeah, it is. or they can't breast pump because that shit's expensive too. Like that, mm-hmm. there, there's just so many, so many reasons. Like I just want to make it clear that we're not shitting on that. You know, like we are no. very understanding of that. Of We're sitting scenarios. on KJ Appa pouring breast milk into his coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Fucking weirdo. We're also shaming the guys who like get some hard to drink the breast milk. Like I get that. Like I, I also I'm like, I get the curiosity oh, of it. Sure. Like I, I will say I understand that. But I don't get when people are like, oh, my God, I love the breast milk. And it's just like, bro. You have Girl. mommy issues. I mean, kinks can be weird. You know, like some people like getting thrown up on. Ew! <laughs> I always think about a Love Line episode I saw where a girl threw up on a guy and he was calling in because he liked it. And he was like, what do I do? And like, you know, when you're sucking a dick, you gag. Sometimes people throw up and people, some guys will be like, yeah, I'm into that. And so it's like maybe the same idea, you know, but it's like. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, the baby. baby. Yeah, that's for when the baby. You know yeah. Like <laughs> the baby's not going to come eat your cheeseburger. So why don't you lay off the milk? Yeah. You know what, Nicole? We're going to have to move on because you are really taking this topic in a completely different. We can let you have your opinion on these breastfeeding ass bitches. And now you're taking it 
too far. Nicole Thurman has officially gone too far on the scroll down. Wow. Okay. This is going to be a heavily edited episode of the scroll down because y'all ain't going to get me. Y'all ain't going (laughs) to cancel me from my own goddamn show. I ain't going to let that happen. We have our own personal Dave Chappelle on the podcast. (laughs) Her name is Nicole Thurman. Whatever. Netflix has his back. I think Danielle has my back. So fuck out. Um, Neville keeps doubling down. It's so funny. I mean, really it's not funny, but it's really, he's just doubling down. Like, he is an old man now. That's all I will say. And now we're moving on to spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Spoiler alert. We watched the Brittany Murphy docuseries. There's two episodes right now on HBO Max. And if you haven't watched it, if you want to watch it and you're planning on watching it, please skip ahead. Skip ahead to 5009. Nicole, we watched the Brittany Murphy docuseries. There's two episodes in HBO Max. I I was, like, enraptured. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, I know you had some thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I don't know how I felt about it. First of all, I was kind of like, why does this need to be two episodes? It seems kind of obvious what happened, and it's not that long of a story. They stretched it out. But I also didn't yeah. love how I felt like... It felt, um, you know how in the 90s, I feel like the paparazzi reached a really high point of being fucked up and disgusting. And that was part of, that's kind of in the Brittany Murphy story as well. But I felt like the way the story was told in the movie, in the documentary, felt also very um, sensationalized in a way that made it feel kind of yucky and (laughs) paparazzified. And I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like how they had, like, YouTube fans, like, fans from YouTube, and they, like, interstitched it to move the story along and to, like, imply things. Yeah. And I found that very strange. Um, And I also just, I'm like, this is so gross to, like, have people that are just plainly speculating um, and not commenting on something they know anything about. First of all, when her estranged father, that my understanding is she never knew him or met him. Right. He became like best friends with the fan and that girl was so proud of herself. And it's like, bitch, if you ever, if any of you motherfuckers ever become friends, best friends with someone who's not actively in my life when I was alive. Right. You're fucking embarrassing. You're embarrassing. That's disgusting. Right. And like they got hair samples tested and then they were like, oh my God, there are these high levels of toxins in the hair. And it just ended up being hair dye. Mm-hmm. And they include that. And it's like, what? That going back to how they stretched it out is like, this is so weird. And why would you even include this if it has nothing to do with anything? Yeah. And I you feel know, like the I remember in the second episode at somebody at some point someone said, Really, all this boils down to is blah, 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 blah. And that was like that was what we could have just done with one episode when you could just tell right. that story. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was stretched out. I will say the thing that <laughs> the most shocking moment to me was when um, they asked her husband's mother, like, was he ever basically like, did you ever notice that he was a piece of shit? And there was like almost something that switched in her eyes mm-hmm. that she was like, no, never. I let him borrow my money. I gave it to him knowingly. Mm-hmm. Nope. He was, there's was nothing wrong with him. And I was like, Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now mm-hmm. I see where all his problems begin exactly. and end is with that fucking crazy ass mom. Yep. Because at first you're like, you feel bad for her. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. This poor mom. And then that shit happens. That moment happens. And that's when I was like, oh, this man was doomed to like ruin lives of right. everyone around him. And then when that fucking second baby mama dropped, that yeah, shit yeah, was yeah. bonkers. What? Yeah. That shit was bonkers. The whole shit, all that shit was bonkers. I did not, I mean, yeah, I remember when she, when Brittany was married to that guy and I was, Simon Montauk or whatever the fuck his mm, name yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, ooh, that dude nasty as hell. She went from Ashton <laughs> to that guy, like, ew. And it was like, maybe he got a good personality, let's not judge. But he just seemed weird. But yeah, I didn't realize that he was like straight up abusive, controlling, right. and like fucked, completely fucked up. Yeah. And yeah, it's the same thing when, it's so weird when you see... Uh, an abuser's parents being interviewed because you see like obviously it's a cycle people who are abusers don't just randomly one day wake up and become abusers yeah. it comes from family trauma and all of that so yeah it was enabling it was enabling, enabling, is such, and enabling enabling is like such a big contributing factor to people who continue to abuse like big time you know you know that they're abusing their loved ones and you're just like no no they're fine no 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 no, no. It's, he's not a bad dude it's like bitch what Right. You said as soon as he, as soon as his dad died, that he just was never the same. That shit is weird. Right. Yeah. Um, gentlemen, please go to therapy. Stop ruining the lives of other people. Like, I, it's so much more common in men to A, not go to therapy, but B, 
to just keep fucking ruining people's lives. They ruin women. They they ha- they bring children into the world and they ruin them. And mm-hmm. it just the fucking cycle continues. Like, yo, the shit stops with you. It stops with you. You got to end those generational trauma and these fucked up cycles. And mm-hmm. yeah, that shit was that shit was wild. Can you imagine being a parent and like seeing your son treating women like that? And oh, just my God. Chilling? But I mean, they're obviously fucked up, too. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, yeah, what's I, That's what's that sad. That documentary. I mean, he was controlling. He was abusive. He was uh, what manipulating their weight, not only Britney's, but then the woman that he had been with before yeah. that. And yep. when she got the, both women, when they got sick, he never did anything about it. Like, let yep. them just kind of. That's so gross. And she's that girl, the, the second baby mama drama. She was saying that, like, if her homegirl didn't mm. step in mm. and walk through that door and drag the bitch out. She was like, I would be dead. And I, that actually what broke my heart about Kathy and Jimmy saying that I wish I would have just went over there and dragged her out. Cause it's like, yeah, dude, like, unfortunately that is sometimes what helps people and it sucks. But of course, I mean, and Kathy shouldn't have that guilt on her because there's no fucking way that Britney would have listened, it sounds like. No. Um, but it does it does bum me out. It was really a sad story. It was also just, man, that shit fucked me up, though, because the, the, I, t- I already told you the last guy I was with, that weird that weird breakup that I was going through, and we, and we talked about him at, at the dinner. It's like I was watching it, and I was like, this is where this shit was headed. Mm-hmm. If I, like, kept going with this dude, like, that's where this shit was headed. Like, some real serious, fucked up mental health God knows how it would have ended type shit. And like, mm-hmm. I am glad I got out of it. But it's like, it's just so weird because you don't see it spiraling no. and getting out of control. You don't see how it's building every day. And then if you get out of it, if you're lucky and and and, <laughs> and you talk about it in the past tense, you start being like, wait, I used to, I thought this motherfucker was going to poison me. Like, yeah, what? And I was yeah. fine with it. Or I didn't think yeah. it was weird. I didn't think that was enough. Like, yeah. yo, what is wrong? What was wrong with me? It's you know? really strange because I feel like, yeah, abuse starts, it starts off as a relationship. It starts off as love. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it starts off as love bombing. So it's like they, right. you, you meet at just the right time when it's the perfect time yes. to create this storm and they can sense it in you. And then you find something attractive in them. And then next thing you know, a year later, you know, yeah, you're not allowed to leave the house or talk to any of your friends right, you don't right. you don't even think about it because it's such a slow progression and that's i feel that way yeah. about addiction is it's like it has such stigmas of why wouldn't you leave why wouldn't you just quit why right. can't you just moderate your drug use whatever it is and it's like because it doesn't just start off a full-blown fucking crazy problem it goes slowly and then all of a sudden you're that's just your life right exactly you know? and let's go and then next thing you know 30 years has passed and you're yeah. like whoa hopefully hopefully you get to hopefully. woe at some point you know and, yeah and hopefully you get to woe at some point and then you can fucking get out of it hopefully it's not too late and, and also like she had no fucking protection she had no relationship None. with her dad she her mom was just as None. sick as she was yeah. her mom was seeing it seems like they were together i don't know i don't know i mean it sounds i mean the well did you see that Larry yeah. King interview where he was like they were yeah. so weird and then he called her baby at one point he's like no no baby da 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 like I'm like wait what the hell is this yeah shit? It, he definitely crossed some lines and he was definitely inappropriate I mean who knows who really fucking knows what went down I I definitely don't think that the mom killed the daughter because that's a that's kind of said a couple times yeah um but I definitely think he was the mastermind behind it all and I, honestly it's also like no wonder he fucking died I mean he technically killed himself yeah and it's like it's no wonder that that happened because it's like how would you because he it sounds like he did this all the time but it just never got out of hand and this is the first time I got out of hand and this mm-hmm. bitch was famous mm-hmm. like how do you escape that you can't you well, the only that- way to escape it is to die basically yeah well, it's also Which is what like he did. Because it was he died of pneumonia too, right? It just sounds like people were just getting he. It was that's a form of. There's always different forms of abuse, and I'm sure one of them is like medical abuse, where they don't allow someone to go get treatment for something that they could easily survive if yep. they had gone. Yep. Um, I mean, her. He said the iron, her iron levels would have killed her. The low iron levels alone could mm-hmm. have killed her, and that was from not eating because he would, you know, he had things yeah. with weight and controlling her weight. And, and then just, there was mold in the house, and that they're like, yeah. ah, that's basically what killed them. And it's just oh, like, yeah. I mean, but that's that, but that's the thing though. If you are in the right mental space, you catch that shit. Like even today, I was talking to my mom about. Um, this air purifier because she has these bad allergies and sometimes events are always fucking dirty and i was just like oh there's this really great air purifier that i got to experience recently mm-hmm. and i was like man my breathing is so much better now and like you because it's something as simple as that so i'm like now we're having a conversation about getting an air purifier in her house mm-hmm. because i'm like it would just make your fucking life better day to day and it's like yeah when you care about someone you pay attention to those things mm-hmm. but when you don't 
you're just like, yeah, there's black mold in the house. Yeah, yeah, you have anemia. And yeah, you have an eating disorder. And yeah, like, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Oh, Only a so... fucking weirdo thinks that shit. You know? Yeah. And like, there, you know, there is a thing when people get famous super young, they just need someone to take care of them. And yeah. that's all they need. And I've heard of multiple famous people that I, I've, you know, heard like random people talking about in the industry where they're just like, oh my God, they just like don't even know how to do anything for themselves. They're always with their mom. They're always with their husband. Right. These people, they, they need someone to protect them. And when they have no one or like they meet someone like Simon or whatever, and like he was older, he was a big dude like he could like protect her supposedly so that's what she thought but it's like yeah. those people are t you know taking your money taking your life and that's how it ends up yeah that documentary was crazy i mean i thought it was i was kind of i don't know i didn't love it but i i, I definitely didn't know all of those things and i think it yeah shed light on a lot of Same. pretty sick shit like the abuse i didn't realize was such a component of her life you know yeah even if it's it not physical sad. or whatever it was it was enough to obviously take her life so yeah who knows Yep. And with that, we will move on. That's sorry. Spoiler alert, baby. Yeah, the spoiler alert. Rest in peace, Brittany Murphy. We loved you. There was this really funny tweet that da I think Danielle put in here to talk about. And this woman tweeted, I literally have $1 to my name right now. Someone responded, what's your Venmo? And then the person Venmo requested the dollar back from her. <laughs> like said, like, I want the last one. <laughs> and she's like, no. She's like, no. <laughs> Someone screenshotted at Sorta Bad and was like, this site is free. And <laughs> I, I fucking love Twitter, man. Twitter is so funny. Like, people try to shit on it and act like it's not cool. And I'm like, no. No, no, no. It's really funny watching people interact with each other. Oh, it's and so funny. I love it. She's like, I need I need money. I have no money. And then somebody's like, hey, what's your Venmo? You think she's Which you is know, for those that don't it. know, if you're not on Twitter, that's like pretty common when someone like is like, oh my God, like I'm I'm having such a hard day. Oh my God, I don't have enough money for a lunch. And somebody will go, What's your Venmo? And then they send them the Venmo and then they send them fucking 50 bucks. It's just so cute. It's so sweet. It's like, you know, strangers helping strangers or sometimes the people you know. So this is perfect because it's basically a play on that, except, you know, even better. <laughs> Truly, we do love Twitter. When Twitter is good, Twitter is good. Twitter is good. Like it's good. Sometimes. Yeah, me too. Well, that's the scroll down this week. Nicole, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, at, uh, at Nicole Thurman, N-I-C-C-O-L-E-T-H-U-R-M-A-N. Same with Instagram. How about you? And you want to remind people what your voice is on? Oh, yeah. And my voice is, I always forget to plug stuff, but my voice is on Jellystone on HBO Max. Check that out. I play Jabberjaw, Squidly Diddly. <laughs> And you're on, you're still on Grace and Frankie. I, I my mean, brain is, I can't even remember anything that I've done. I'm like remembering yeah. for you. I know, thank you. I'm really bad at it because I just feel like I haven't been doing anything, so I don't know. Um, Yeah, and then tune in to Grace and Frankie, which is on Netflix. There's four episodes right now. I'm on episode two and four playing a lawyer and didn't even have to go to school for it, baby. You can find me at Marcella Comedy on all social media. Um, I'm also the host of The Cash on Tubi that is out now. There's two episodes streaming on Tubi, so check that out. Um, my album, The Woke Bully. Um, I don't think I have any more tour dates coming up. I'm opening for Hassan in San Francisco. I believe there are some tickets left for the Sunday 4 p.m. show. Sorry, but that's the reality of waiting to buy tickets to see someone great. And Felipe Esparza, I should be opening for him in San Francisco that same weekend. So who knows if you'll, where you'll see me. And that's cool. it. Awesome. Thanks to our producer, Danielle Jones-Wesley, and our sound engineer, Stephanie Aguilar. Like, share, rate, review. I hope you guys love some new reviews because that shit helps us out. But yeah, wow. tell your peoples about it. We appreciate you all. We love you. Bye. Stop saying we love you. I don't love, I love these people. Them. Bye. Thank you. We both Bye. love you so much. Bye. Oh my God, Nicole. <laughs> I'm going to shove my breast milk in your face. That was a HeadGum Podcast.